LeBron v. Michael, greatest of all time. Arguments are very popular right now. Yeah. Obviously, we're biased. We think it's Michael. I'm going to throw some counter arguments at you. Okay. LeBron James, uh, one of the reasons people say he's the greatest of all time, eight consecutive NBA finals. Yep. May or may not ever be duplicated again. Yeah. What are your thoughts? As how does that eight consecutive finals stack up to Michael's accomplishments? Well, I mean, if you're talking about appearances, cool. Well, I think the the interesting side of the the the, the word that's missing is wins. Yeah, he went eight times. Yeah, straight eight eight straight. That's that's great. He didn't win all of them. He didn't win as many as Michael won. Michael Jordan has never gone to a finals that he lost. He is six and zero. Yeah, I mean, I think the Eastern Conference, uh, you know, during LeBron's stretch there at times was spotty. Um, I'd have to look back specifically some of these years because they run together. But there's, I mean, you know, when, these last couple of years when he's with um, Cleveland, the Eastern Conference was not good. You know, the Toronto was good because they got who, in my opinion, has been the best player in the league the last couple of years, which is Kawhi Leonard. That's why Toronto was really good which made the Eastern Conference more competitive. Before that, the Eastern Conference was garbage. You know, you looked at the Western Conference at times during the last five years, and you're like, man, the eighth seed, the the seventh seed Portland Trailblazers would be like the three seed in the East. You know, they would probably go to the finals if they were an Eastern Conference team. So, you know, there's a lot of things that I think we we can compare. Um, I like LeBron more, more more as a person in the limelight who has a platform than I do as a, a fan of his athletic prowess. He's an unbelievable player. He probably has more physical ability than Michael Jordan. I don't think that, I think that's probably, I don't know how you define that, but for his build, his size, the things that he can do, I think he probably is more athletic at times or more, more prototypical for a, a five position type player in the NBA. Okay. But and I think obviously his activism and his social awareness on some things, he's done some knucklehead things. I think the whole thing about the this whole deal with China was stupid when he kind of took the league side on that. That was some horseshit. But anyway, we're talking straight basketball. Um, you know, he's made it clear that he wants to be known as the best player ever. He's also made it clear that he thinks he's the best player ever. I don't think anyone really who – now, now that this series is out there, I'm not sure that they're even the most diehard of LeBron people are probably not going to waver. There's got to be a lot of people who are like, holy shit, all right. Michael Jordan's probably better. You know, LeBron's been to nine finals. He's won three. Okay, that's good. He also, I mean, that's amazing, obviously, right? That's amazing. It's not as good as, in pure numbers, it's not as good as 23. Uh, on the same, On the same kind of... Note there, I think personally for me, I remember the decision in 2010 when he left Cleveland. I remember I was I was at your house. Yeah, we watched it. I remember it happened. It was just weird. But it's like I think that was kind of the place where for me, 
he kind of lost his way as on pace to be better than Michael Jordan. I'm going to take my talents to South Beach. Yeah. Hosted by Jim Gray. Or Jim Gray. So annoying. <laughs> so annoying. <laughs> Dude, I looked up the decision today just to read it because I knew we were going to talk LeBron. Apparently, it was like pushed. Jim Gray like pushed for this like prime time show. I don't know that they were going to do it. He like, yeah, no, let's do it. Which he I, he always pisses me off. I do not like Jim Gray. He's so annoying. So that made me hate him even more. But the LeBron stuff is like, you know, I believe that he came off of the finals that year. He went to the finals with Cleveland. Like, went there. Lost. Got smoked. Like, dude. I, go gets. I mean, I think... Contradiction. Contradiction. This was another thing I didn't know. He was signing one-year deals. Yeah, towards the end there. He I was. mean, he could have gone anywhere. Last three years. Yeah. Yep. I mean, never even opens it up to the market. I mean, no. never no. really hit free agency. As he, as he said, my heart, my head, my love, what, whatever that quote was, was this with the city of Chicago. Yeah, which I loved. Dude, he lived there full time until like a year, until like, I'm sorry, like eight years ago. He just moved from like in 2012 or something. He had a residence in Chicago. That's where he lived. And look, the, the thing that, that I think rubs me wrong about LeBron on some stuff is, as a player, the, the cultivating of talent around him GM LeBron gets a little bit old, right? He he goes to Miami, gets Bosch to come with him. He Wade and Bosch, like okay, you're getting the super that's team. The famous, that's the famous quote where he goes, "Not one, not two, not three, not four. It was two. It was two and four years, and he left and he went back." And dude, to that quote that you're talking about was a press conference they had before the season even started. So it's like, dude. You're pissing people off. Like, if you don't think people are going to be annoyed by that, you're not. A, you don't know sports. Like, that's just an arrogance that I don't. I didn't really subscribe to. And you, you know, they went to the finals, and the first time they show up there as the this, you know, three musketeers, the Mavericks beat them. So there's that. Then he goes to back to Cleveland, but he makes sure that Kyrie Irving's there, who's a number one draft pick. He gets Kevin Love to get traded there. He wins a title there. Okay, I mean, you know. Great, wins the title. It's just he just has always orchestrated moves. Going to LA, gets Anthony Davis, makes sure that they have Anthony Davis. He really started the super team. A hundred percent he did. Yes. 100% he, did. he really did. And you know, a couple of things on top of that is that since LeBron has been in the league, there have been seasons where he was not the best player. In his prime, current seasons, I think, the last two and a half or maybe even more than that. I think there were times where Steph Curry was better. Mm-hmm. Uh, those that 2014, 2015-2016 um, Warriors teams, Steph Curry is the best player in the league. He just was. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the the sixteen or the seventeen, no, maybe eighteen, and this last season, 2018-2019, Kawhi Leonard is the best player in the league. You know, Jalen Rose had a quote where he said, look, no one else was getting anything when Michael Jordan was at his in his prime. There weren't there, there was not another player that was better. There was nobody getting championships. Look, since LeBron's been in the league, the Spurs have won, the Mavericks have won, the Warriors have won. 
The Raptors have won. Like when Jordan was in the league, when he hit 91, you know, he's in the league a couple of years, obviously six, seven years, just like LeBron was kind of getting his feet wet, learning how, learning how to be a, uh, an NBA professional. But once he starts making the finals and making the playoffs, he's the best player. It's undoubted. And when he goes to the finals, he wins. No one else does that. And LeBron has not been able to sustain that. He just hasn't. Yeah. So I just don't think that, you know, MJ, 30.1 points per game, 6.2 rebounds, 5.3 assists on 48% shooting for his career. You know, the individual side of things, he's been a defensive player of the year. He's got – he was a nine-time all-defense, first-team all-defense. I just – you know, LeBron, the flopping. We got to talk about it. it completely Dude, there were three or four years where LeBron was the flopper, the, the king flopper. It's like him, yeah. Chris Cohen, Wade. <laughs> we'll get into that. I just want to talk about – okay. So let's look at the 16 five. He's got three right now. Um, uh-huh. The 16 finals, I looked up uh, the, the 2016 finals. Yep. Uh, he, um, in a lot of the bat box score, that's the one where he cl- he's with Cleveland and he comes back 3-1 against the Warriors. Warriors, yep. And many of the box scores, he is um, tied, virtually tied with Kyrie Irving in terms of points. So, like, he had 41 and Kyrie had 41. Or he had 23 and Kyrie had 22. So, like, Kyrie Irving's, like, amazing in in those finals. And he helped tremendously bring them back. I mean, there's no question in my mind that LeBron James is the MVP of those finals, but um, Kyrie helps tremendously. Kevin Love is kind of injured. I don't even think he plays in one of the games. Um, 16, 2016, that one made me the greatest of all time, famous quote. Okay, you want a good, you want a tough fought finals. Against um, a really good team. That's why he's claiming a really good team. Uh, but Kyrie helped out tremendously. And I can't remember the other, uh, the other guard, the point guard with all the tats from New York. He came from New York City. Uh, he's kind of a goofball, but he, he helped out tremendously. Shumpert, you got traded from the Knicks. Iman Shumpert. Shumpert. Um, Dude, that's so, series when Draymond got suspended. Yeah. Yep. So I agree, but he did get suspended. If we were to do it right now, I hate to say this, but I don't even think LeBron James is top four. Right think, now. He's number two. I think he's probably number two. Tim Duncan has five championships. Yeah, I mean, I think – so here's how I look at it, man. I think that – I think Kobe, I mean, I take that with a grain of salt because Shaq was the best center of all time. Yep. I don't know. I, I don't rank him two just yet. I think he's going to get another two. Maybe it's three. You don't no think he's two? Okay. I think he's got an outside chance at, at another one. But it's going to be one of those things where it's like he's winning because Anthony Davis takes over and is really the, the alpha on a team, and LeBron is a, is a second banana. He's been great this year. He's been great. I think this this layoff is really going to hurt him. I don't know what's going to happen in this season. They're talking about coming back. I hope they do. It's obviously abbreviated, like 
do we consider this a full title? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think that LeBron obviously feels like he has to act like he's the best. And it's like he has to convince him publicly. You know, like that one thing, I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's like him and his buddies. It's a show they did where he's like sitting around a, a campfire or something. It was very weird. And he was like, yeah, that's where I just knew that I was, that made me the best ever, greatest of all time. It's like, if you're saying it, that's not for you to say. You should not be saying that. And I, and I, you know, you compare that to Michael and we sound like we're just nut hugging here. But at the same time, like he's been asked that a lot. And he's always said, I don't know, you know, there's a lot of great players in this league, in the history of this league that I would never match up against. So how would I know if I'm the greatest ever, if I never got to play Bill Russell or I never played Jerry West, or I never played Will Chamberlain, or, you know, he deflects that, even though he he could come out and be like, yeah, it's me. I'm the greatest player who's ever put on a pair of shoes. But he doesn't need to, because he knows. Where I feel yeah. like LeBron has to say, oh, it's me, though. And that yeah. just, that to me, takes a little bit away from it, man. You should it's never weird. say that. It's weird. But look, he's a, look, I think he's number two, personally. I think he's number two or three, or he's a top I five. To me, He's the most talented athlete, maybe yeah, ever. I'd agree. I mean, you're talking about, you know, if Carl Malone had handle and a, and a three point shot at times. Yeah, that's kind um, of true. And was, pa- and was a passer. They're built about the and same. I mean, I think the Magic Johnson comparisons are much more appropriate as far as game uh, style. I mean, he he at times can play the point guard. He's the most talented athlete. Dude, the, I, think, I think this – one thing that I noticed in watching a lot of these 90s games, and I'm not one of these guys who's like, it was way rougher, and it was like, you know, they were out there yeah. in a rock fight. It was more physical, clearly. I don't think yeah. it – make it sound like it was, you know, hockey in the 40s or the 50s or the 60s when these goalies didn't wear face masks. It wasn't that. This isn't the UFC in the 90s here for the NBA. But – no. I, there is no flopping. There was no flopping because the rest didn't allow it. Number one. Yeah. Number yeah. two, no one is complaining to the ref during play. Yeah, man, they call a timeout. And you see somebody go over there and be like, come on, man. He's right, doing right, that. Right. There are so many times in the, in today's modern game where the, the, they, the athlete will drive, go up for something, doesn't get it, and he is has given up on the play. There is a fast break going the other way. He has given up, and he is – just excoriating the ref. It's like, and and I hate to say it, man. LeBron's a big part of that. The flopping. LeBron is a massive, massive, massive part of that. He is a huge mm-hmm. flopper, and 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 it seems like he kind of took that on because it's like, hey, this is the way the league is going. I'm not saying it's dumb, but it makes me lose some respect for the greatest player, in his words, to ever play, who is now flopping all over the place at, out of the three point line because someone's, you know pivoting with the ball like dude come on so let's talk about let's talk about the style of play okay first of all everyone's bigger uh to me the biggest thing is the three and a half two and a half whatever it is now steps to the basket yeah that's a big deal guys are basically taking off and not dribbling maybe a half a foot to a foot inside the three-point line. 
because their strides are huge. Yeah, and, I mean, yeah. Their, and, uh, and as they drive, they cannot get touched or it's a foul. Like there was so much more respect for the art of like dribbling, I think, than there was. I hate to say that because I mean, people still like cross cross people up and then shoot a three, which is completely much more impressive. But the ball is being pushed a lot more, which I like. Um, I mean, the passes are just much bigger. But uh, to me, just like that's the biggest hard, the hardest thing to watch is like a lot of times people are taking off and it looks like traveling. If you're looking at old school basketball versus now, that's my biggest, like, I don't know, qualm with with the NBA as it is today. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a couple points there that we should probably talk about. The first is the league in the 90s definitely realized, hey, these scores are low, and we don't want people to get bored. A 79 to 61 playoff game isn't bringing in 20 million viewers. I mean, look at, you know, 93, I think, or 94 is when they moved the three-point line in. Remember that for like a year? They're obviously trying to generate scoring. They dropped the hand-checking in the late in the early 2000s, Drop hand-checking. Um, you know, so the league is trying to get more scoring. I think with the rise of AAU basketball. Hand-checking is huge. Huge, huge. Um, I mean, they put their hands on, hands on each other as soon as, soon as they cross, like they start crossing half court. Yep. They're checking each other. Which I like that, personally. I prefer that. But, you know, um, as you said, Jackson backing him down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, uh, I mean, look, man, um, I think a, the rise of AAU basketball has led to a ton of individually skilled athletes where they're not exactly a team-oriented position player anymore. They're an individually talented person. I think you've seen engineered athletes from eating and working out and specific, you know, drilling and look man you've got every all five positions now can can shoot handle run they can do everything in the game it's all about spacing and threes um i i, I watch the modern nba i love the modern nba there is something about the lost art of the mid-range game that's cool we don't see that anymore um there's a lot of interchangeable pieces today i think you're right about the traveling i think you're right about the fouling um, you know, it's just a different game. I, I still like it. I think there's, you know, I really, I really do enjoy it. But man, it does seem like you're right. At times, it's like most of these teams play very similar now, right? You got your your corner now. I think it's probably smarter where you've got, you know, no one goes in the low post, but you're spreading the ball, drive and kick. I love the pick and rolls. Look, pick and roll is fun to watch. And that's number probably is one there, of the is there, point, is there point guards? Because, I mean, I don't really watch the, the NBA anymore. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, but here's the thing. Like, Damian Lillard is an amazing point guard. He's also an unbelievable shooter. And one of the, you know, one of the best shooters in the league. Steph Curry, point guard also scoring 30 a game as the best shooter of all time in the history of the NBA is Stephen Curry. Um, yeah, the, you, it, it, the, the, the main facilitator who has the ball, John Stockton, that style, you know, 
Jason Kidd, those are gone. Gary that's Payton. Gone. Gary Payton, that's gone. That guy who has the ball, who's initiating the offense, is also maybe your one or two best player. He's the best scorer on the on the floor. He can shoot from anywhere. He's got a pick and roll. A lot of these guys, the, the pick and roll game is huge. You know, Chris Paul is a great pick and roll guy. Is there a center? Like no. anybody that was seven foot was a center. Those guys can all shoot, man. Those guys are shooting threes. Yeah, look at Giannis. Giannis Antetokounmpo, which I probably butchered that, but I maybe got close for the Bucks, who just won his MVP last year. He's an amazing player. He's six eleven, but he's handling the ball like a point guard. He's running the offense. You know, he's out there shooting threes in transition. It's insane. It's amazing to watch, but there is something to be said for the the way it used to be a little bit. You know, we sound like two old guys because we are old, but some of that stuff is, you know, it's interesting to watch the league evolve. And at some point, it's probably going to come back around. It's going to come back. You know, there's going to be somebody in the league who's going to exploit because we because the league now spaces everything out, right? Guys in the corners, pick and roll. Um, Shooting from really deep, Steph Curry, Damian Lillard, you know James Harden, being able to shoot from really deep. There's going to be I I bet in the next ten years there'll be a player that exploits the mid range game because the floor is so spaced open, and we'll get we'll see maybe the resurgence of that again. Who knows? Maybe you'll see some low post guys. I don't know. It's cool to see, but the league is definitely different, and not in a good way. Some in a good, some in bad. You know, you watch some of these old games. It's like some of the stuff where you're like, hey guys. You know, the, the 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 Jazz, they do the same thing. They bring the ball down. They pass it around a little bit outside, top of the key maybe, and then they run a play for Carl Malone. And he gets the ball and he faces up or he's on the block. He can either – he gets to choose, I'm going to shoot this, I'm going to drive this, or run a screen for me. It's the same thing. They're not kicking. They're not picking and popping. They're not picking and rolling. Oh, they do, they're doing some pick and roll, I guess. Take that back. But it's just different, man. It's different. But it's great. The, the game's great. I think the game's never been as accessible. It's never had as many young stars that we have now. And I think that it's probably the best packaged sport. It's more international. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think it's the best American sport, personally. It's the only American sport I watch is the NBA. That's it. Right. It's a distant second, but a second globally in terms of um, world sport market to yep. soccer or football, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I love it. And I think this, what I, what I you know, um, the thing that I really think has been great about this series is that it's awakening people like you and I who loved Michael Jordan and grew up with him. We get to see that again. It's tons of nostalgia for me, you know, <clears throat> excuse me. And then I think it's also, uh, you know, opening the eyes of people who were too young to see him. You know, there's, it's interesting. There's so many NBA players in the league now who are like, yeah, I wasn't alive. I wasn't aware. I was alive, but I didn't watch the league then. I was six. I was four. And so to have those guys comment on, holy shit, fucking Michael Jordan, I get it. That's pretty cool. And that's what this series has done. And it's really been awesome, especially during this, you know, COVID-19 and quarantine. There's been no sports. Um, and this has been just a unbelievable, like, escapism, Sunday night viewing. It's been awesome. Um, and it's been great being able to do this pod, man. It's been fun. I really dove into it. It's yeah. been great. Yeah. It's been a, way, it's a great way to appreciate what we kind of forgot and appreciate the greatest athlete of, of our lifetimes, uh, yep. Michael. 
And um, yeah, I mean, he was inspiring. He inspired uh, kids through, I mean, really good marketing and performance. I mean, it was all for not if he didn't perform on the court. That's right. So, I mean, uh, and he still is an inspiration because after this doc, it's like, like I said, there's just something in there. There's some secret sauce he's got that he, that, that's not just motivation. You know, you watch it, you get motivated, but he's got something else. He's driven and obsessed. And that's the thing that you are admiring again through this series. Um, so, yeah, man. I mean, remember the, the, I think one of the, I think his best, my favorite Jordan commercial is you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, hopefully you can like splice it in here or something. Really? I'm gonna, it's the failure one, right? It's not, it's like, oh, I failed over and over and over again in my life. And that's why, I, yes, that's it's like probably walking, the in, walking into the United Center. This is amazing. I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. Three commercials. That's one. I mean, that's great marketing, but literally, that is the greatest player who's ever played a team sport telling you in your life, no matter what you're doing, keep doing it because eventually you will get there. That's it. That's it. So that's one, the failure one where he's, you know, and it's the greatest athlete of all time to say that I failed and that's why I succeed. Awesome. Second one is maybe it's my fault. Where yeah, he goes, it's, it's transitioning. Um, they spliced one up with LeBron and he's like, maybe I should just sell shoes. I don't know if that was an official one, but the, maybe it's my fault one. And then the, the number three, I'm going to go old school. I'm going to go uh, Gatorade. I could go actually three, three is a tie between Gatorade. I want to be like Mike song. Great one. Then, for, for the culture. Uh, the Mars. Yeah, same, same. That that one's ridiculous. 